Well, good morning, my friends. We are closing out on this series, The Last Week of Jesus' Life. This is Friday. Um, this is for April 2nd. Uh, obviously, Easter is this weekend. We don't have weekend uh, podcasts. I'll pick up on Monday, um, may cover a little bit of Easter, but I want to lead up to uh, the crucifixion this morning. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 27 and um, verse 24. We've seen the, you know, the the arrest of Christ, uh, you know, overdone, multiple troops um, to come out and get one man. Um We've seen uh, Jesus before Caiaphas and Caiaphas saying to the people that one man must die for the sins of the people. One man uh, would represent rather than have a a riot on their hands, rather than have uh, problems with the Romans. Let's just let's just get uh, one man to be crucified. And and in this, remember that the the Jews uh, stoned as uh, their their form of capital punishment. Um, uh, they used stoning. They didn't do crucifixion. But in this situation, they're trying to, it appears, uh, turn it all to the Romans, even though we'll see here in uh, chapter 27 that although they turn it to the Romans and they're forced into the hand of a weak man named Pilate, they do take responsibility according to Matthew in the scripture and try to relieve Pilate of this, but at the same time, they're just playing Pilate. Pilate is, uh, is weak. Pilate married into the royal family, uh, the emperor's family, um, and uh, he gets this position not because he merited it or earned it. He gets this position because of marriage, and he's not good. He's very weak, and he struggles, and you can see the manipulation in this situation. And both Pilate and Caiaphas have, uh, um, they lose their positions not long after the trial of Jesus Christ. Uh, within just a couple years, Caiaphas and Pilate are both removed. Pilate back to uh, Rome, and then, uh, according to some tradition, uh, the Roman Emperor Cal- uh, Caliglia ordered Pilate to death by execution or suicide. Other accounts say he was exiled and committed suicide. And after he committed suicide, his body was thrown into the Tiber River. Not a, not a great ending for a young man. But to remember in the scriptures, his wife warned him not to have anything to, G, to do with Jesus. This righteous man, she says. And uh, the end is, his saddened Caiaphas was removed not long after this as well. Um, for the people were very unhappy with him. Not because they believed in Jesus, but all of this handling of all of this uh, was just so... So poor, and um, so we see that uh, the 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 resurrection, the crucifixion, and the resurrection didn't just affect the disciples, but it affected those around him. So let's let's get into um, the scripture today. I'm going to try to say just in Matthew 27 and and uh, make a few comments as we talk about this. And again, we're going to lead up to the crucifixion of Christ. Verse 24, so when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water, washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I'm innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourself. Pilate, 
has tried to set Jesus free. Why? Because he found no fault in him. Herod found no fault in him. Even the high priest with all of them before the council uh, in 26, Matthew 26, they find no fault in him until Jesus himself says and admits who he actually is. The false witnesses couldn't couldn't get their acts together. They couldn't even find two to agree. And remember, according to um, the Old Testament, they had to have two uh, witnesses to agree for punishment to to come to fruition. In fact, the only two witnesses agreed uh, agreed on something that that was a lie. They agreed on one thing that Jesus said, uh, "Destroy this temple, and in, and uh, in three days I'll, I'll resurrect it." And they both they said they both they said that Jesus said, "I will destroy this temple." And Jesus never said that. You can look at that in John chapter two. Jesus said, "Dust destroy this temple. If you destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it back up again." And they changed the wording of that to say that Jesus said he was going to destroy the temple. Everything was false. Everything was a lie. So why did you, why was Jesus crucified? Because it was a fulfillment of the Old Testament. Remember the Luke 24, you can look it up for yourself, beginning late in Luke 24, um, when he's on the road to Emmaus and he reveals himself to his disciples. And so these things had to happen. It was prophesied that the Messiah would come. And yet all of them missed it. Pilate tried to set him free. The religious leaders would have none of it. Look at verse 25. And all the people answered, his blood is on us and our children. They were willing to go as far as, in a sense, to curse themselves and their own children for what they had to have happen, and they had to have Jesus crucified to put him to death, they believed would be the end of it. Verse 26, even though Pilate wanted to set him free, Pilate was worried about um, a riot because he had to keep the, the Pax Ramona, the peace of Rome. 26, then he released for them Barabbas, and then having Jesus scourged. Scourging was, was horrible. A Roman judicial penalty consisting of a severe beating with a multi-lashed whip containing embedded pieces of bone and metal. If, G if Jesus was truly innocent, then Pilate, why would Pilate even do this? Because he was hoping to appease the people, everyone, his people that he would lead to show strength. And he was also uh, trying to show everyone, no, there's only one king Caesar's king. So don't present anybody here again and say that he is king or this is exactly what will happen. Verse 27, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole battalion before him. Battalion was about 600 men. Everything is overdone. They, they they took way too way more people than they needed to arrest Jesus. Now they've got way more people than they need to take care of this beaten, scourged Jesus. What is he going to do when he's beaten nearly to death? And yet there's a battalion of soldiers surrounding him, and they begin to mock him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, the, the robe of a supposed king, twisted together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand as if it was... Um, some kind of a, um, a scepter of righteousness and kneeling before him, they mocked him saying, hail king of the Jews. What Jesus was experiencing here is, is exactly what Isaiah chapter 53 says. It talks about him, 
the suffering servant. Read Isaiah 53 this week. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head, which is a, um, a, a total sign of disregard, of mocking. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his clothes back on him and led him away to, to be crucified. And it wasn't enough to scourge him. It wasn't enough that he was um, went through six six illegal trials. It wasn't enough that Pilate had him had him beaten. It wasn't enough that that they they released another man at his place. Let's just not just physically destroy him. Let's embarrass him. Let's take it to the nth degree. Let's let's mock him to a point where um, he is totally beat down emotionally and he's totally beat down physically and he's totally beat down by the fact that everyone would desert him. He would be on his own. Verse 32, they went out, they found a man of Cyrene uh, by the name of Simon, they compelled this man to carry his cross. And we Luke covers this in greater detail in Luke chapter 23. Let's turn there. Luke chapter 23, verse 27. Luke chapter 23, verse 27. 27 through 31. Um, let's go 26. And as they led him away, they seized uh, one Simon of Serene who was coming in from the from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. This is a beautiful picture of you and I. We may not see it here. We see this. Jesus was so beaten down and Jesus was uh, so torn up that he couldn't even carry his own cross. But there was there was a purpose behind this. There's a, there's a picture in these words, a word picture of us following Jesus. Jesus said, Take up your cross and follow me. And, and in this sense, um, Simon the Cyrene is carrying a cross and he's realizing uh, to himself that something greater than just a, a crucifixion is going on, uh, something greater than this had happened. You can imagine the story he would have to tell to his family that he was just minding his own business. And the next thing you know, he's found carrying the, the cross of Jesus Christ, this Nazarene. But look what it opens up. Luke's the only one that covers this. Verse 27, And there followed him a great multitude of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus says, look at this. Jesus is on his way to crucifixion. He's been scourged. He's been mocked. He's been beaten. He's been unjustly tried. He's been abandoned. And these women are following from a distance. And he turns to them and says, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that bore, never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills cover us. For if they do, not, uh, for if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is, when it is dry? What in the world does this mean? Well, we know that in AD 70, uh, the Romans came down on Jerusalem, sacked Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and people ran for their lives. And this is what he's talking about. He's prophesied, prophesying that, that this is going to happen. He's foretelling that in just a few years, this will happen. And we know about 30-some years after Jesus' death, um, this actually happened. Verse 31, for if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Jesus is giving this picture of him in the midst of them. I love what Alistair Begg says about this. And he's, again, he says, this is what I believe this verse says. He says, they're doing this to Jesus. They're doing this now in the midst of this. When I am with you, what will it be like when I am gone? When you don't have this life in this, 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 this green wood, this life 
uh, of Jesus Christ with you. What will happen when the when the wood is dry? What will happen when you return back to those things uh, when I, uh, before I was here? It's going to be horrible. So don't weep for me. See, I, I think that's the problem with uh, the movies about the resurrection. It's the problem with uh, the passion. It's the problem with some of these other things. And again, that's just my opinion. What happens is we become um, sympathetic and saddened for this victim named Jesus. And Jesus was anything but a victim. The Bible says he laid down his life. John chapter 10, verse 11. The good shepherd lays down his life for his for his for his sheep John chapter 10 verse 17 the father loves me because I laid down my life for my sheep but I can pick it up again he willingly came he willingly was crucified he willingly put himself through this to fulfill all prophecy he says to Peter put away your sword shall I shall I not drink of this cup shall I not do what I came to do Knowing all of this, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, Jesus says, uh, 2 and 3, Jesus, but for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross and all of its suffering. For the joy, what joy would there be? The joy would be in the completed work. The joy would be in paying the price for your sin and for mine. Verse 32, Matthew 26. When they went out, they found uh, the Cyrene, uh, Simon by the name that compelled him to carry the cross. And when they, they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, some say that it, it was because it would look like a skull. No, it was because the, some, of these, some of these crucifixions, the, the, the people were allowed to stay there until their bodies were just eaten by birds or dogs and, and it destroyed the flesh. And it was, crucifixion was not just a penalty, it was also a warning. It was not just a penalty to the guilty. It was a warning to those who would try to come against Rome. So many times they would leave the bodies up there until there was nothing left but skulls and bones. They offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. Why? He didn't own it. He didn't want to numb the pain. He didn't go to the cross to get, to, to get something to numb the pain. He wanted to be in his full mental faculties, and he wanted to experience the full pain of the cross. Verse 35, and when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among uh, them by casting lots again from Isaiah chapter 53. I challenge you to read that this week. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put the charge against him, the, the charge which Pilate wrote that said, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Remember, the the high priest wanted him to change that and wanted to just say, he said he was the king of the Jews. And Pilate said, I've written what I've written. What was it? It was a warning to all future kings, to not come against Rome. Then two robbers were crucified him, one on the right and one on the left, again from Isaiah chapter 53, he's with the thieves. And when they, those who passed uh, by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple, rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Again, they misinterpreted, they lied, they, they misunderstood something about what he said here. He'd never said in John chapter two, I will destroy this temple. He said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I'll raise it back up. Again, speaking not about the physical temple, but of speaking of his own body. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him. This is 
part of the crucifixion. Uh, they were hung between heaven and earth as if they were not good for heaven, not good for earth. And they were hung so people could come by and spit and mock. And, and, and I would believe that this would be an even greater opportunity um, because, because it was Jesus. They allowed more latitude for people to mock him because they wanted to thoroughly destroy everyone who would possibly believe in this, this phony king, this phony Messiah, Jesus Christ. They yelled, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. And of course, they would not. No matter what Jesus would have done, they wouldn't believe. Jesus did exactly what he, what he planned to do. Jesus, exactly what it was prophesied to do. It was set before the foundations of the world that he would come, that he would die, that he would pay the price for your sin and for mine. Not just some physical death, but the death of the cross, Philippians tells us. And the robbers were crucified with him, also reviled. But one of those robbers eventually changed, we know. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Understand this, that if Jesus is providential, that Jesus is uh, understanding all things, that Jesus knows all things, he also knows who's gonna be on the cross that day. And in his last um, uh, move on this earth in this physical body. He allows himself to be crucified with the thieves, which is prophetic, Isaiah chapter 53, but knowing full well that one of those thieves would end up surrendering his life. No baptism, no teaching, no joining a church, nothing. He just says, simply remember me. And Jesus allows himself to be numbered with the robbers and the thieves. And in his last uh, moments of life, he forgives one. Jesus is willing to be numbered with you and I. Think about that next time you're struggling, that Jesus is willing to relate to us. Jesus is willing to go to the nth degree so that he could reach you and I. Verse 45, now in the sixth hour, which was noon, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. And about the ninth hour, again, 3 p.m., Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Each and every one along the way had forsaken him. And now, because of this darkness, Jesus knows that God has turned his face from his son. It's not just darkness. It's darkness to the world. But it is, it is God turning his face from his son. Why? Because his son was, had become the sins of the world. Some of the bystanders hearing this, again, they misunderstood him. They said he calls for Elijah. And one of them at once took a sponge filled with sour wine and put it on the reed and gave it to him, thinking he was, he was delirious, thinking he was out of his mind. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit to the Lord. And what happens at this moment? See, crucifixion would beat them down to a point and destroy them to the point that there would be nothing left at this point. But Jesus still in his, in his right mind, Jesus still in control of his faculties, cries out to his father and says, it is done, it is finished. Tell, uh, tell, tell or tell us I, I, I messed that word up, but to tell us he says it is finished. And everyone around him probably says, yep, it's done. Again, they misunderstood. And look at what happens in verse 51. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom, not from a, the bottom to the top as if the earth was, was breaking underneath of it and the pull of gravity would destroy it. No, God ripped this curtain from the top to the bottom. 
The earth shook, the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs, were they were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. What a day in history. And remember, we're talking not about a story. We're talking about a historical people. We're talking about Pilate. We're talking about Caiaphas. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Herod. We're talking about all of these central figures in history. People that Josephus talk about. People that historians who, who don't believe in Jesus talk about. And notice the centurion. When the centurion and those who were with him, this pagan centurion, keeping watch over Jesus, the ones who had nailed him to the cross, the ones who had mocked him were standing there, saw the earthquake and, and what took place. They, they were all filled with awe. And he said, truly, this was the son of God. Probably this actually said, truly, this was a son of God, like a father reaching to his son, calling out or a son calling out to his father. The centurion realizes this is this is not some ordinary crucifixion. He said, truly, this must have been a son of God, a son of God. Truly, this must have been someone who had a relationship. And can you imagine in, in his pagan religion thinking and in his mind, his pagan mind thinking, my relationship in a spiritual sense is nothing like this. And Jesus must have been something more. Look at verse 55. There were also many women. Now we understand here that in this particular culture, women were nothing. They were, they were worse than nothing. In fact, um, one of the rabbis said, uh, it is better to burn the Torah than to teach it to a woman. <laughs> Jesus didn't treat women that way. You remember the woman at the well in John chapter four. You remember Mary Magdalene. You remember how he treated Mary and Martha. You remember even from the cross, how he treated his mother. When he spoke to John, the disciple and said, uh, John, behold your mother now and mother behold your son now. And he put John in charge of his mother. Women being mentioned in the story is proof that another proof that this was not just man writing. The Jews didn't look at women well, but they included, uh, they were included in the Gospels, included many by name. There were many who followed from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Galilee was like the ghetto, by the way. Galilee was no place special. Among them were Mary Magdalene and, and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mother uh, of the sons of Zebedee. So who's around when Jesus dies? The women. We know John was around too because he was in charge of Mary. When evening came, verse 57, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who was also a disciple of Jesus. By the way, he was a member of the Sanhedrin who had never uh, professed his faith to others. But here in the last moments, he goes to Pilate, he begs the body of Jesus Christ and he openly says I, uh, uh, with his actions, I relate to Jesus Christ, I respond to Jesus. He went to Pilate, asked for the body of Jesus, then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone in the entrance of the tomb and he went away. Now, in, in those days, the, 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 the tombs of the impoverished or the poverty, they would allow the, uh, the body to decompose. Then they would empty the tomb, put a new body in, but not a new tomb not a rich man's tomb. 
verse 61, and Mary Magdalene and the other women were sitting there op opposite the tomb. They were around till the end. The disciples had fled, but the women were there. And again, the mention of the women in here sets this apart from any other uh, literature of the time or any anything else because culturally the women were not looked at as, as meaning anything but a possession. Verse 62, the next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, While he is still alive after three days, I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest this disciple, his disciples go and steal away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you, as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. On all hope is gone. Luke chapter 24. The disciples on the road to Emmaus said, we had hoped. We had hoped. What had they hoped for? They had hoped that Jesus was the Messiah. All hope was gone. People say the disciples stole the body. Why would they steal the body and then make up the story? How could they believe in a dead, dead man? How could they change the world when they'd stolen the body and hidden it someplace? Oh, no, no, it wasn't they that stole the body. The Jews stole the body, really? So why when the disciples were talking about the resurrection, didn't the Jews bring the body out and say, here's the body, here's your dead savior? Oh, no, they went to the wrong tomb. Really, Joseph didn't know his own tomb. The Mary and Mary Magdalene and the others didn't know where Jesus was buried. All they would have had to do is go to the tomb that Joseph had purchased and show them that he was there. Oh, no, I know, Jesus didn't really die. Really? They scourged him, they beat him, they beat him within an inch of his, of his life and then they crucified him, they hung him on the cross and Jesus somehow in this cold tomb in need of medical attention rolls the stone away and convinces everyone that he's the risen savior? I don't think so. And believe that if you choose to. But what's more believable, that or the fact that Jesus is exactly who he said he is. John chapter 14, verse six, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Let me pray for us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. God bless till we talk again.